Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower, hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims. Hybrid max powertrain engine delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girlbomb. Girlbomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girlbomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self-care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girlbomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. As Curry lays it up and in, a 50-point game seven for Steph Curry. Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and today is Monday, May 1st. And, man, these playoffs have been extraordinary. Um, we've had a ton of fun watching some of these, especially first-round matchups. And so who better, who better than to bring on to our pod here uh, than... Chris Mannix, senior writer for Sports Illustrated, not only a excellent, uh, talented professional journalist, but also one of my dear friends. So thanks, Mannix. I know you're on the I know you're on the West Coast, so I appreciate you waking up early for me. I've always wondered what you do when the net season ends, and uh, this is it. This is this is how you fill your, <laughs> your time. I gotcha. You do, I mean, you can come on. You can come on as often as you want. Uh, <laughs> as often as you want. Pending performance, pending performance. Uh, no, this is um, this has certainly been a fun time for for the NBA for all of us who are fans of the game in particular. Seeing some just extraordinary performances by individuals that we have watched do it over over again, and none more so than Steph Curry. It was amazing last night. Another performance for the ages. Uh, once again, setting history. The Golden State Warriors facing elimination in Game Seven at Sacramento. The Kings team, who have opened a ton of eyes this season, of course, with their coach of the year in Mike Brown and how they've been able to perform what they've done at home. But in comes Steph Curry, setting a Game 7 record, 50 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. He goes 7 of 18 from 3, 20 of 38 from the field. It's also his playoff career high. Curry just flips it up and in. Steph Curry magic here in the fourth quarter. No doubt, Golden State Warriors, uh, they advance, they keep rolling. Uh, and it, it's it's been interesting to see just how he continues to show up and do things that it, it's hard to believe um, with how easy he sometimes makes things look. But Mannix, when you're watching that game, when you're watching Steph go off, w- what goes through your mind when you see the things that he is able to accomplish on the floor? 
Yeah, I heard Jeff Van Gundy say on the broadcast, this is one of Steph's greatest performances ever, and it's got to be really high on the list. I know it's a first-round series, but it's Game 7. It's on the road where Golden State has been pretty bad all season long. I mean, you know, the regular season is a different animal, but the numbers don't lie. I mean, Charlotte had more road wins than Golden State did this season. So this is not been a, a friendly environment uh, for the Warriors. Then you have to factor in not just the potential end of this season, but you know, going into that game, I, I thought it could have been the end of the Warriors dynasty. I mean, you think about what you know is going to happen this offseason, the decisions that need to be made from the very top. I mean, Bob Myers, the the man, the architect of all this, he is a free agent at the end of this year. Uh, Draymond Green can be a free agent, and there's going to be a lot of questions one way or the other about how the Warriors deal with Draymond Green. So the, the pressure was, I think, multiplied for this particular game, and Steph just just showed up. I mean, he came in. The first thing, you know, after the game, you listen to some of the things they say, and then you start to, to piece together how this all happened, and they clearly, coming off game six, knew how the Warriors were going to defend them in Game 7. They had a beat on that. And and that's why Steph said after the game, look, I got 38 shots up. That's because I saw the holes in the defense and I knew where my shots were going to come from. That takes a high level of, of basketball IQ to, to be ready for that coming into the game. Gets it back. Curry, three-pointer. Bang! Steph Curry! And then, you know, when his entire team is struggling offensively, I mean... You know whether it's you know Andrew Wiggins or Clay Thompson. I mean these guys were were taking as many shots as they had points. I mean the most efficient number two guy on that team was Kevon Looney, and he only had eleven points. Um, Twenty one rebounds just, though. Man, he we'll was been a that. monster no, we'll on the, the boards. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the, his his impact there for sure. But I'm saying like in terms of scoring, like nobody else but Steph was efficient. Jordan Poole was three for nine off the bench. So like he had to. You know, th- this was not a a offensive, a, a brilliant offensive performance by everyone on Golden State. This was Steph Curry, for the most part, taking this team offensively, strapping them on his shoulders, and and scoring for them. And and to do that on the road in a game seven with all that in the line, you know, I- I'm sure there are better performances with more pressure deeper in the playoffs. But because of the totality of it, I look at this as probably a top five Stephen Curry performance. Wow. Yeah. It, and it was everything about it. Um, as you mentioned, you've talked about the, the, the picture of it, of what it meant for that game, that series, but also the wide view of what it means, um, really for the legacy of this team, of this iteration of the Golden State Warriors, what they've accomplished. And the even better part of the many, many layered storylines of this series and of this team is now as they advance from the first round, uh, the number six seed Golden State Warriors will then host the number seven seed Los Angeles Lakers, uh, Steph, LeBron, all of these things. Uh, it continued to build and just our anticipation for what the early part of these playoffs looked like. So it, as you look now is the quick turnaround. The Warriors get set to face the Lakers who took care of business as well themselves. Uh, how do you view this matchup and, and what jumps out to you? I know you got the star power of those big names, but just in general with this group and with these teams, uh, what do you see in the Lakers Warriors matchup that you're most intrigued by? Well, for starters, I, I think this is going to rate pretty well for the NBA. LeBron versus the Warriors, <laughs> again, is, uh, I think, a storyline that's going to be explored 
at length. Uh, I'll be at you know Lakers practice later today, and I'm sure that's going to come up a few times with LeBron, his history uh, playing Golden State in those four straight finals. Um, look, I've been bullish on the Lakers since mid-March. Um, I have been predicting they would make the NBA finals since mid-March. I think that the team that Rob Palenka assembled around LeBron James and Anthony Davis is the best version of the of the kind of team they need since the championship year. Uh, and I think, obviously, LeBron, the level he's playing at, Anthony Davis back at that all-NBA, all-defensive player level. Little show and go. Oh, man. Anthony Davis put that on hold like customer service. I think they go into the series as the favorite. Uh, they'll be on the road once again to open this series. But when I look at some of the matchups, whether it's you know LeBron versus Andrew Wiggins, I don't think Wiggins is going to have the kind of success against LeBron that he did against someone like, say, Jason Tatum in the NBA Finals. Anthony Davis against Draymond. I think that's a, a, a plus uh, for the Lakers. Obviously, the the backcourt of L.A. is going to have to find some way, somehow, to you know make inefficient the Curry-Thompson backcourt. But I look at D'Angelo Russell in this series, and maybe there's a little saltiness for him, too. I mean, he signed with the Warriors and then was traded before he got his bags unpacked. So maybe he's got a... Uh, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder coming into the series. He had he's coming off the best performance of his playoff career in that game six against Memphis. So, look, there's a lot of variables here, and you can't discount Golden State's experience and their perimeter shooting and their guard play. But I think this is a matchup that the Lakers, uh, you know, can and I believe have a great chance of winning. Real quick, how much do you think, and you could say this probably for both the Warriors and for the Lakers having played Memphis, the Warriors having played the Kings, the switch from a, a quick series of stylistically what they faced and now playing an entirely different team in some ways and that contrasting style for, for veterans, yes, but for team, for coaching staffs, how much does that change how you view things in what these teams have been doing now for a stretch of time and the Warriors playing a, a long drag out seven game series and it, how that may affect either team? Well, I, I think that it was a blessing for the Lakers that the Warriors Kings game or series went to seven because getting those two extra days for Anthony Davis, who had you know, a hard fall and was bumped around in that Memphis series for LeBron at his age, uh, that's going to be invaluable. Like having those extra days physically to heal, having those extra days, you know, for the coaching staff to to kind of reset and start to dig in is, is going to be key. You know, the Warriors really, you know, Steve Kerr and his staff, the players, it's what, 36 hours at most before you step into a game one against the Lakers. That's going to be a challenge right off the bat. So I think the Lakers have an advantage there. And look, the Lakers, you know, Golden State isn't, they're, they're not a, a premium up-tempo team, not like like Sacramento is, but they'll try to play up-tempo. And the Lakers, I think it's going to benefit them having the experience of playing against a team like Memphis. And the Lakers, that entire series, part of their game plan was to slow the Grizzlies down, make them play in the half court. You heard Anthony Davis say after game six, they aren't very good in the half court. We had to find a way to make them play there, and they'll probably try to do the same thing with Golden State, keep them out of those transition opportunities, keep them out of those first 10 seconds in the shot clock opportunities, which is something Darvin Ham harped on before. 
uh, Game 6. I think it's a more natural transition for the Lakers to go into Golden State than Golden State to go into the Lakers because the Lakers and the Kings are night and day in terms of how they play offensively. The Lakers are more comfortable in the half court. They've got more dangerous weapons in the half court in terms of LeBron and AD. Um, For for however much that's a variable, I think that is on the side of the Lakers. We're going to transition from the West Coast back to the best coast, a place and a series near and dear to your heart, Mannix. We're going to take a quick break, but get to the Philadelphia 76ers and Boston Celtics clash right after this. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362-horsepower hybrid max powertrain, on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both play dates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display so you always arrive on time. Don't just live life, live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by Chris Mannix. And Mannix, you do a lot of things. You have a million jobs. I I introduced you as senior writer for Sports Illustrated, but you cover a multitude of things, including boxing, which we're not going to get into on this pod, but maybe another time. Uh, But in terms of the Boston Celtics, uh, number two seed, Obviously, a lot of change throughout the course heading into the season, and they've continued to play well. They've rolled. Uh, 
They take care of business with Atlanta, facing a Philadelphia 76ers team that Joel Embiid to this point, um, Dr. Rivers said he's doubtful. We'll wait to see if he will be able to play. Um, but you covering and, and doing a lot of coverage throughout the, the years for the Boston Celtics, what are you looking for in this series and your expectations here between Boston and Philly? I mean, really, it comes down to Joel. It, you know, I, not to oversimplify it or kind of punt on any analysis of the question, but if he is limited or can't play, and as we sit here talking, it's very unlikely he plays in game one. You know, I was checking in with people down there and around him last week, and one of the things I kept hearing was, you know, forget about practicing at full speed. He's trying to walk without pain at this point. That's how much discomfort he was dealing with in that knee. And Joel Embiid, you know, for the last few years, has been willing to play through some significant injuries, hand injuries, leg injuries. I mean, he's played through a lot of stuff. So there's no questioning his toughness. But when you have an LCL sprain that is as significant as his, the kind of thing that ordinarily would probably sideline him for multiple weeks, uh, it's asking a lot for him to come around, uh, turn around less than a week later and play in a postseason series against Boston. And it's not understating it to say he's absolutely necessary, not just for the Sixers to win games in this series, but to even be competitive. I mean, you go back to the last regular season matchup between these two teams. Joel had 50 in that game, and the Sixers only won by like a bucket. <laughs> like that. I mean, they needed every one of those 50 points for uh, them to beat the Celtics. the Boston has owned Philadelphia over the last three or four years. I mean, their record in the regular season is outstanding. Like, they just match up really well, whether it's Al Horford against Embiid, Rob Williams, you know, patrolling and being a, a good uh, stopper against Embiid. The Celtics' defensive strength is in their backcourt, and it's only gotten stronger this season with the addition of Malcolm Brogdon. That gives them a good matchup against James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, and all those wing players uh, in Philadelphia. It's just a nightmare matchup for the Sixers, and the only way they can win is if Joel Embiid dominates every game of this series or every win they have in this series. And right now, it's looking like it's going to be challenging for him to do that at full strength. Yeah, and in the other Eastern Conference semifinal, so that game is tonight, game one, 7.30 p.m., Eastern on TNT, other side of the Eastern Conference semifinal, Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolstra, the crew, continue to just impress. They were at the Garden last uh, yesterday, I should say, yesterday afternoon. The Heat end up winning that one, 108-101 against the New York Knicks, so they take a 1-0 series lead. Have the Heat surprised you? And I know we talk about playoff Jimmy and what Jimmy Butler consistently does throughout the course of the postseason. Same with, obviously, the track record of Eric Spolstra and that Heat organization. But did that surprise you watching what happened in Game 1 and, in particular, how it finished with Jimmy's um, kind of banged-up ankle, which we'll see how that looks and in how that affects him here as the series goes on. Well, you know, the, the old coaching cliche that we hear a lot, you know, when there's injuries or, uh, you know, guys being out for different reasons is next man up. Like how many times have you heard a coach say, well, it's next man up. A lot of times when I hear that, I roll my eyes a little bit and say, well, no, it's not. You lost player X. You can't just plug in player Y and still be successful. Miami's the exception of that rule. Like, they really are a next-man-up organization. Like, 
Tyler Hero, their you know, number two, number three offensive option, a max contract player, he goes down. Well, let's just plug in Duncan Robinson, who hasn't played since like the bubble. And you know, he plays like the guy that earned that max contract. Robinson trailing. Can't leave him open. Jimmy Butler gets injured, rolls the ankle. He gets to the middle. Whistle, foul. And did he turn his ankle on that? Boy, we hope not. But he's holding his lower right leg. Well, let's play him as a decoy in the corner for the last five minutes of the <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. And let's watch like Caleb Martin, Kyle Lowry, Max Struess, and you know, Bam Adebayo. Not just Gabe preserve Vincent was the lead. big, all those Gabe guys. Vincent, yeah. sorry, yeah, like not just preserve the lead, but they expanded it. They won the game by more points than they were up when Jimmy Butler, you know, twisted his ankle. And Look, I would not, I'm not going to be too critical of my pal Tom Thibodeau, but it's like he didn't see Jimmy Butler was hurt. Like, he's he's letting Jimmy just stand there defensively. And the one time in that last five minutes they got matched up one-on-one, he had somebody set a screen to get R.J. Barrett off Jimmy. I'm like, what, what, what are we doing here? Attack this guy. He's got a bad ankle. You've got to go at him and try to take advantage of that. I thought that was a major whiff uh, by, by the Knicks uh, in game one. But all that being said... Jimmy Butler's the one guy you you can't just plug and play somebody else and expect to win. Not on this team. Like he is the heart, the soul, the fiber, whatever you want to however you want to frame it of this team. That's why, you know, when Eric Spolster was caught on camera after Jimmy turned his ankle and the four-letter word he used, he knows. Like he knows just how valuable Jimmy Butler uh, is to this team. So it, it's a quick turnaround. It's it's going to be challenging for an ankle injury like that to heal all the way. But I think, look, if if Jimmy's able to play, and specifically if Julius Randle still isn't, you know, Miami not only has a great chance to win game two, but to win this whole series. If Jimmy Butler is limited or if he's out entirely, big opportunity for the Knicks, not just to get back into this game, but to regain control of this series. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Those uh, series will continue. Game two between the Heat and the Knicks is 7.30 Eastern on TNT, and that will then be followed by game one between the Lakers and the Warriors. And as we said tonight, obviously Philly and Boston at 7.30, but following up with that will be the Suns and the Nuggets in their game two, 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT as Denver leads. That series one nothing. Uh, Maddox, you are the best. We appreciate you. Like I said, I know you're waking up early for us for the pod. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Anytime, Sarah. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower, hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims. Hybrid Max powertrain engine delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, Peanut Butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of Peanut Butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.